say, hey, I, I get a very weird vibe from that Bartlett. Why do you say that? I don't know. I just, I just, a, a gut feeling, I suppose. But she uh, gives me the heebies. I mean, no offense to you, but I feel like you might weird some people out. That's coming from me. I know I weird people out, so talk to okay. you know. I do feel like they're covering something up, though, and I show him the, the page with the scratched off wide out. That's okay. interesting. Yeah, so, Kermit, you now see that this drifter is listed as having been born right here in this hospital that you are currently in. She said he's just an old guy. Like, he lived near town. Well, it's pretty funny that there have been a series of people in this town who've referred to them as a drifter. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, I would say that anybody who did that, we cannot trust. I mean, yeah. Um, at this point, the uh, hospitalman returns and has a little has a little uh, sheet of paper with a pen written on an address and just says, hey, so our, our, our printer's still not working, but here's uh, that old guy's address from when he was here. I'll, it was a while ago, though, so there's probably someone new living there. That would be my guess, but here, here you go. Uh, and he hands you the paper, Penelope, and then he looks at you, Kermit, and he's like, hey, did you, did you pull a gun on the doctor? Hospitalman. <laughs> Oh, go, go find good hospitalmen. Let, let me tell you something. There's something funny going on in this town. And I know I, there's a lot of things I don't know, but one thing I do know is you're not a part of it. So we can trust each other. And I, and I give hospitalmen my card, and I exchange phone number with hospitalmen, and I say... Uh, I might need to reach out, strictly off the record. Off what record? Off your permanent record, mister. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. By off the record, I mean keep it to yourself. Don't, tell, don't talk to your superiors. Don't talk to anybody about it. Is that... Does that... Does that... Does that mean I'm like... I, does that mean I'm like a deputy for for you now? That's no, no, you're not. And then Tyler pulls out his badge and is like, this, "You have to have this official badge." Don't, don't don't listen to Tyler. That's exactly what you are. Do I do I, do I get a little badge too? Yes, I I, I yeah. grab spares, so I give him a spare. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Call me whenever. And he gives you a card that's got his info on it. <laughs> badge means nothing. I like that hospital man. Uh, okay. Tyler, uh, it's made of plastic. We're, we're, we're going to that, we're oh, going to the hut. We're, we're going to the, to the old, old fella's hut. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, so I would say you can sort of GPS there. It's, um, it is sort of away from town. It's sort of in between, uh, this is sort of the town center where the most of the houses are. Um, and uh, the lighthouse that sort of overlooks um, the cove itself. Um, and just sort of as you sort of go, it, again, it becomes more sort of sparse. And there's almost like a, there's a weird point where you sort of, where you cross the threshold of the town and there's just sort of, you know, it goes from being lush green grass to just sort of like dirty, dusty sort of 
like the side of a highway, like you're driving down the five, um, yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. sort of dust and dirt. Um, and then you see it, sort of, you can see it because there's not a lot around. There is just sort of, it's kind of, it is just like a little shack. There's like a little shack out there. Um, and as you pull up, it doesn't look occupied currently. It doesn't look like um, anyone is living there. And you can tell because there, there's a mailbox that's sort of stuffed full of uh, like magazines and, you know, those sort of those fake credit card offers, stuff like that, just stuffed full of junk mail. Well, it looks like no one's been here in a couple years since our fake drifter passed away. So let's, uh, let's take a look. Okay. Well, I mean, what exactly are you doing? Also, Man. is there with you? I guess he is. I mean, we yes. can leave. Yeah, yeah. That, yes, he is. All he's right. Part of, he's part of our group now. Hey, yeah, yeah, Timothy's like, do do I also do I also get a badge? Ah, fuck you, not, you go, kid. No, no, no. Timmy gets cool. a badge. Yeah, he he clips it on his, his he clips it on his uh, shirt very proudly. Bullshit. the mail. You're gonna what? Go through the mail. Okay, I mean, again, yeah, it's it's just it's just junk mail. Like it's all you know brochures and coupon books and stuff like that. Okay. I just wondered if they do like medical bills or anything. Isn't that like a federal crime? He's dead. We're cops or something. I don't know. Yeah, you're deputies. Don't worry about it. Oh, all right. Um, Deputies can break the law. There's no medical bills or anything. It's it's just it's just junk mail. Okay. All right. Well, let's check inside then. Yeah. I mean, the front door is locked. I kick it down. All right. Yeah. Uh, act under pressure. All right. I can also assist if you need. Yeah, actually, Spider Monkey, you you kick it down. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, okay. Act under pressure. Two d tens plus what? Two d six plus. I'm sorry. Plus cool. Plus cool. Oh fuck. Un- okay. un- unless one of you has a good cool bonus. Uh, I do not. Oh, oh god. Oh, no. Uh, I don't think so. Shouldn't this be a tough roll? A roll of tough? I mean, you could make the argument that this is a kick some ass, but the reason I'm not making it a kick some ass is because if you do a kick some ass and you fail, you're going to take damage from this door, which is silly. Um, We should also not do tough because mine is minus one. You know what? I just I just take I just take my FBI knife. Oh, you're oh you're that that knife you've got the FBI knife. Yeah, I take my <laughs> FBI knife. Yeah, your standard issue knife from the Federal Bureau. Of <laughs> Listen, I your take, government we, issued. You know what? We drove here, so I take a tire iron and I just bash off the door handle. Okay, but I still need you to act under pressure. How is that? A th- okay. Because it's this a role good. for the game, Sam. Okay. <laughs> this is good because I got a four. Oh, so you, hold on. Jesse, you already rolled? If you, if you rolled, you did it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesse, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> okay. So you sort of like, you saunter up to the door like, I got this. And you roll up your sleeves for some reason. And then yeah. you like... Take a wind, like, 
you go to like stomp kick the door in like you're trying really hard and as you sort of angle your foot uh your your grounded foot you sort of you step on a different junk mail one that's uh that's um also just on the floor next to the door and you slip and you crash uh i'm gonna say you yeah you crash through the window (laughs) um and you're gonna take one harm and now you're bleeding because you went through the window but now now cool and it it looked supremely uncool that's what i meant to do Great. Uh, I guess we're going in. You're you're inside. Can you unlock the door? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just give you a sec. <laughs> I like pick the glass out of my face and go to the door and unlock it. Yeah. As you open the door, um, and this is where the sort of the punishment for the bad roll, in addition to the one harm, as you open the door, uh, one of those like old timey door alarms that you know how security people people used to have the security like the. Uh, I'm thinking of the name. I can't remember the name. You know those. You know, like the there's like a beep code that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the alarm starts going. Oh fuck! Oh no! I've seen Gone Girl. Don't worry. Okay, they're gonna call the house any second, and then we'll just tell them that we're the guy. Do you think yourself? Sorry, could you repeat that? Really think there's phone service here? If he's been dead. Uh, well, and nobody's see, uh, paying the house. bill. Can we look around to see if there's a house phone? Yeah, there's a house. There's a house phone. Yeah, uh huh. Gone girl. Okay, now pick it up and see if there's a ring to a dial tone. I shall, and then I do it. There's no dial tone. Well, shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so now the cops are coming. Way to fucking go. We are the cops, so if they let's just get our shit done before they get here, and if they get here, we could just say we're solving crimes. It's really loud. What? <laughs> like it's deeply unpleasant to be in the house right now. Oh boy, I great. Pull it off okay, the wall. you pull it off the wall. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, and as you do, Kermit, I'll say you're sort of you know well enough that like. This wasn't connected to, like, any home security database. This was just a, like, in-house alarm thing. Like, this was yep. a beep. Th- so, like, as far as you know, no one, no one's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I just rip it off and then That's it's fine. off. Yeah. God, you're so strong. Why didn't you kick down the door? <laughs> well, because you decided to be very cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Search for clues, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, let's, let's investigate inside of here. Okay, so we look around. Okay, uh, everyone can roll to investigate a mystery. Oh, no. Oh, no! What? How is, well, whatever, I, I, I rolled a nine, is that okay? Nine is fine. Uh, Brandy, what did you get? I got a five. That's pretty bad, Jesse. That's pretty bad. Do we add anything, or is it just 2d6? Plus sharp. Oh, dang. All right, I got a, I got a six then. Okay, that's two failures. 
and a success. I, when, when they start just rummaging around, I just slap their hands and I just go, stop it! <laughs> well, two failures and a, and a mixed success. So, um, on a seven through nine, you can hold one. So you can ask what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can it, obviously some of these aren't going to apply. Um, I'll say you could ask what is being concealed here or what happened here. Uh, I would say what is being concealed here? So what strikes you is odd. I don't know what you sort of expected going into this. Um, I don't know what you expected by way of, you know, um, what you expected by way of, you know, a sort of an older uh, meth-addicted person, but what's weird, and obviously there's sort of the regular stuff, like there's there's some, you know, pizza boxes around. There are a lot of those little plastic baggies uh, with the little, the little squid cartoon on it. Um, I'll say one thing that sort of really catches your eye is there are sort of weird cobwebbed over shapes and structures to the left side of the of the living room and it is sort of like it's a very small living room connected to a bedroom connected to a kitchen that's like the kitchen and the bathroom are basically connected together which is gross um gotcha it's a very small sort of shack but yeah the thing that really catches your eye that seems weird is the um is the assortment of strange shapes sort of in in the the left sort of the left hand side of the living room Okay, well, I investigate those in detail. Yeah, and I would say as you sort of, as you sort of dust them off, um, you can see they are, um, they are trophies. They are very old trophies. Um, they are, uh, uh, trophies, uh, from a... From a, um, I'm trying to think if how to word this. They are, uh, uh they're trophies like science fair trophies. They're like uh, a pile of really sort of old and unclean. Like you can even tell, like this is long before this person died. These hadn't been moved for ages, but they're just you know like science fair trophies. Interesting. Science fair trophies. Uh, I wonder if our fake drifter was the chemist who created this compound. Yeah, I mean, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? Which means our drifter was the dealer and no longer is. Well, clearly, but somebody has to be. Yeah. Uh, I guess now I, inv- I I decide to take a look around, now thinking about this shack as a place that may have been robbed, perhaps of a formula or scientific equipment. I give I'll say, one- as you look around, it doesn't look like there's anything really set up to do any sort of science, and it doesn't look like there ever was. It's You would know, um, traditionally, if someone were to be making meth-, meth or anything like that, it would be done sort of either in a basement, there is none, there is no basement here, um, or sort of in the kitchen area, uh, and that that's there's it doesn't look like there's any sort of space for that here. Huh. 
do, are there any documents anywhere about that that maybe like instructions on how to create things, formulas? <laughs> like a math instruction booklet, like a little cookbook. That, that's exactly it. Uh, no, there are. There is none of that. Are there no any electronics, like computers, or anything? Um, there's a old timey desktop computer in a different corner. Okay, I sit down and try to turn it on. Okay. Um, I'll say, uh, yeah, it, it turns on. Um, it's weird that the power works, but it almost, you could, it almost, you hear a noise that lets you know there is some sort of generator out back. So it's not mm-hmm. like an on the grid power. Okay. All right. So I boot it up. Okay. Um, it's like an old timey, like even old by the standards of old computer, like old timey windows desktop. Nineties. Like Okay, so I start clicking around on the files, see if I can find anything. Um, there's a lot of saved, like, JPEGs of scenes from just, like, cool scenes from kung fu movies. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's it? Yep. Okay, I go to the browser, and I look at the history. Okay. Um, it's a lot of, like, looking up local pizza places and then just porn. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Um, hmm. No documents in there or emails? I check the drive for a floppy disk. There's no floppy disk. Damn. Hmm. Yeah, there's nothing here. Is, is there nothing, nothing here? We're like, is, uh, what about emails, documents? Yeah, I mean, the email is just like a lot of like, you just got a lot of spam mail. It's like the digital equivalent of the mailbox out front. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I look in sent mail. Sent mail? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks it looks like this person has written a lot of very strongly worded letters to um, the only contact emails he could find for like television channels regarding the canceling of shows that he liked. (laughs) This guy was cool. (laughs) He was really mad that Frasier ended. He was really (laughs) mad that Frasier ended. (laughs) Uh, Do any of these trophies say his name on it? Uh, Yes. Uh, The name was uh, um, Jake. uh, Fuck, let me find my paper that I wrote this down on. That it starts Jake with an M. No, was JM was a different person. JM was Jill Martin. Uh, this is... Uh, uh, Jake, what the fuck was the last name? Oh, That's yeah. a weird last name. Jake Jose. Gotcha. And this is... And, and Jill Martin... Hey, Deputy Deputy Timmy. Uh, Jill yeah. Martin is another one of these people that gets dealt to, isn't that? It's one of my friends, yeah. Yeah. Edge of the sea, making deals... Uh, eight. Anything in there with apples? It's a PC. Yeah. <laughs> all the clues. Is there a big tree around here? <laughs> it does not appear to be a big tree. 
Victory with apples. <laughs> What illness did Buckminster have? Uh, the name of it was... Wait a second, I have that written down as well. Did he die from a disease or was he killed here? He was killed, but he did have a... He had a um, degenerative brain disease. Oh. No, you forget, Tyler. It was the... The genius babies. Baby geniuses. Please do not make light. Plasteroff <laughs> syndrome. Plasteroff syndrome. Okay. Um, oh, man. Well. I don't know else to look for. <laughs> the detective. Should we just give this should we just give this place another once over? Another quick investigation? Uh Rollings again is not gonna do much for you because the only other thing you could again would be um like what happened here. And you know what what happened here is honestly pretty clear. In fact one thing that sort of catches you is Timothy is sort of looking around and he's just like this kinda looks like my room. And it does. It looks like a teenager's room. Like, there's just pizza boxes on the floor. There's, you know, stupid emails about a TV show. It just sort of looks like this person just wasn't really doing anything. Wait a minute. Um, it, when... Whose room did Tyler check out? Was that... That was Joe Martin's. Was there pizza boxes there? Yeah, and I love... I love where your brain is going. Um, <laughs> it's not pizza. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop you right there before we have to record a whole more two hours of this. It's not. There's no pizza to invest. <laughs> we gotta go invest the pizza and maybe it's eat no a couple pizza pies. Drug cartel. <laughs> okay, okay, but but Jill's room looked like this. Timmy's room looked like this. Yeah, this is what druggies' rooms look like, detective. Oh, so it it does it doesn't seem some kind of weird. Yeah, it, you're very cool when you do drugs. You watch porn yeah. and you write petitions about Frasier and you eat pizza. Okay. Um, uh, God. Okay, Timmy, since this looks like your room, if you were to hide something suspicious, where would it be? I mean, like, what kind of, what am I hiding? Uh, drugs. A secret journal. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> like a dream journal where you wake up in the middle of the night and you write all your thoughts and you're like, God, I well, wish I had friends. Literally gonna be in the nightstand, Tyler. Yeah, you can look in the you can look in the nightstand. I like, keep my dream journal under my mattress. So um, Yeah, I was gonna say under the mattress. Um Okay, yeah, there is actually there is actually a little um there's a little book, like a like a, a journal style style book under there. Good going, yeah. deputy. What's it say? Oh, God. Okay. So, um, I'll say, I'll say the thing that strikes you is this book is very very old, like very very old. Um, in fact, the initial date 
uh, that it's sort of, you know how you write the date on the front of a journal? Yeah. Uh, the initial date was, you know, not from the 90s or, or uh, basically from, if you do the math, it would make, you know, from when this guy was around your age, when this guy was a teen. <laughs> but maybe it's like, like no, it's Journal. You're gonna read this man's journal, okay? Um, I'll say the early sort of pages of it, the early sort of pages of it, and as you're sort of flipping through, are talking about like teen stuff and crush stuff, and mm -hmm. you know the diner, and um, and then and then you notice that they'd been sort of like it, it had been like every two days. Each each dated section was sort of every two days, every two days. And then there's um, there's a big skip, a big skip of about a month, a month time in between that, and um, then the handwriting almost sort of changes and it becomes messier, and um, it just it starts talking about calling this you know calling a drug dealer and calling someone who had reached out. Uh, he doesn't go into much detail about this person, but. You know, the journal entries are just every couple of weeks when this person has reached out to someone else, when that person's coming. Um, in the teen stuff, there had been talks about, like, science fairs and things that this person was looking forward to and a new project that they were going to work on for, like, uh, a, a nationals sort of um, thing to represent the school. And uh, it seems like, based on the way the journal goes, that at some point this person just stopped caring entirely about whatever they were building towards um, school-wise or science-wise or anything. And um, at some point there are still dates, but there's no words. And it's just sort of weird sketches and weird doodles. And uh, one recurring thing is this person has drawn sort of like a really sort of dire skeletal looking tree with sort of just rotten sort of muck all around it. And that image is repeated a lot throughout the, the journal. Okay, I don't think it's, I don't think he's pulling up Gone Girl. I think these are actual dates. Yeah. Um, well, shit. <laughs> uh, uh, no, okay, well, um. You okay? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this was our chemist slash dealer. It, I think this person was just a recipient of of the drugs. Um, and, and, and their journal talks about receiving them and, and that there's like a person that gives them. Um, God. Lord. It seems like all these kids just like stopped getting excited about things and pursuing their dreams. Yeah, but that's drugs. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's like a special thing. <laughs> yeah, it's really not like oh, 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 oh my goodness. Someone invented a meth that takes away your life ambition. <laughs> that's As crazy. To normal meth? Yeah. Um, ah, but, um. Maybe there's a kid that was very excited about doing science things and he got everyone addicted to drugs so that he would be the only successful smart person in the school. 
And Timothy's like, yeah, I never did. I never was like a science one. I didn't do any science stuff. The only thing I stopped when I started doing the thing was like sports at all. Huh. Were you good at sports, Timmy? I was really good at sports. Okay. No, this is a this is a red herring. I think. Um, everyone stops doing something when they start doing drugs. Uh. Ah. Are you, are you hurting your brain? Yes. <laughs> that happens when I think too. I bet it does. <laughs> well, I, I... You know what? I know what to do. Timmy, I know exactly what we gotta do. You said the dealer always knows when you run out of drugs, right? Uh, yeah. Let's run you out of drugs. You'll yeah. get your drugs. I mean, if you want, we could just like throw them away or something. Yeah, you could, you could throw them away. It doesn't cost me anything. They give the drugs you don't you. cost you anything? They give them to you for free? Yeah, this guy just calls and gives you drugs. What? I didn't What's know that's that? how drugs work. That's crazy. It's, it's not how drugs work. <laughs> that's interesting. Uh,. So, what benefit would the dealer get out of this, then? I don't know. I just thought he was cool. Nobody's that cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is there there anything else you could tell us about the dealer? You say you never get a good look at them. You said you... Has the, the high changed at all since you started taking it? Does it ever feel different than it did before? No, it's the same. It's the same one. Okay, so it doesn't seem like he's, you know, testing something. Hmm. No, it's just like you feel good. What other benefit would it give him to just give kids drugs for free? Maybe he's yeah. just a cool guy. guy. Yeah, I wonder if this is some kind of weird, like, needful things deal, where it's like, I don't know, like the the entity gets power oh 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 wait what if what what if by sucking your sports the the thing that tells you drugs it gets sports abilities and by sucking this guy's science the thing got good science I don't think it's transferred but maybe it's somebody who has an interest in the school politics in the extracurriculars? I, I, I think it's... Because what, what does the dealer get out of this? Okay, uh... Timmy, who took your place on the football team when you quit? I don't know. I stopped paying attention to the football team. Hmm. Hmm. I... I, I think this is some kind of transference of power and and it's and that's with the eight and the cult thing I think it's ritualized I think it's a ritualized transference of power using this chemical agent 
I'm an occult FBI officer, and that is my gut instinct. And your gut's never been wrong. No, it's too full of pancakes to make mistakes. <laughs> that's I science. I don't. That's definitely not science. Okay, so what are you doing now? I think we gotta run Timmy out of drugs so that the thingy seeks to commune with Timmy again to so that it could keep leeching off of Timmy's sports powers. <laughs> and then and then then we get the jump on the actual seller. We don't have to gone girl Timmy at all. Aww. Your parents are gonna be so happy. And the other thing we gotta do is when uh, is when Dr. Bartlett goes down to the station, I need to ask Dr. Bartlett why she was lying about this drifter being a drifter when this was just some townsperson. Yeah, maybe she's in on it. That's, yeah, that, that is weird too. I, I think this is a combination of sort of ritualized stealing of potential from people and... And that's the spooky part. And I think the non-spooky part is that this is something that the town does to be like a good town in like sort of a hot fuzz situation. And I think, I think whatever, I think somehow it makes Harvest Cove a good, safe, peaceful place that it sucks all this energy out of these eight people at a time through drugs. Hmm. Like the lottery. Yeah, and we're going and we're going to find the babies or whatever <laughs> is behind this. <laughs> okay, yeah, baby. So are you headed back to town now? I think that's the move. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So we go I I think I think we should split up so we can do two things at once. I think uh I'll interview Dr. Bartlett and I think the deputy pull a gun on him again. Uh, well, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it smooth. I'm gonna be, be real, real smooth talker, uh, and because I'm so good at that, as we all know. Uh, and no, I mean, all, all I need to do with Bartlett is, is to specifically grill why they lied about the, the drifter. Um, but what y'all need to do is go with Timmy, and y'all need to run Timmy out of drugs. All right. And you give me a call immediately uh, when Timmy gets the call for another for another hit. All right, let's do drugs. Okay, that's the I plan. Um, so we'll we'll split you up. I'll say um, just on your way back to town. So you drop you drop um, Penny and Tyler off at Timmy's place where his drugs are. Um, and yeah, so you. <clears throat> You, Kermit, you get back to the police station. Um, I'll say you still probably have about an hour before the doctor shows up. Um, as you sort of enter, uh, the sheriff, Sheriff uh, Delilah, is waiting for you. And she's like, oh, no, did you lose the child? Where's the, is the kid okay? Did you do something <laughs> with the kid? Kid's all right. We've... Uh... Gosh, you know, this is very difficult. This is a very difficult situation because I'll be honest, Sheriff, I don't know if I could trust you. Okay. Um, can I help you? Can I, is there something I could do to 
I'm going to need the interrogation room because I've got to have a conversation with Dr. Bartlett. That's fine. Is the doctor involved in something here? Well, I don't know. Okay. Um, let, yeah. Let no, me you ask can... you. Um, uh, what do you know about that uh, that individual that uh, overdosed a couple years ago? Oh, um, you're talking about um, you're talking about uh, Jake uh, Hosey or Jose Hosey. Um, yeah. Um, local older. Older gentleman, um, just sort of lived on the edge of town, ordered a lot of pizza, never really bothered anyone. Um, I know some local organizations tried to reach out to help. He didn't want the help. Um, he, yeah, uh, shame that he passed, but there's, you know, wasn't really anything we could do. All right. Uh, you know what? Gut instinct. I think, I think you're being real with me. We got to have a quick conversation before Dr. Bartlett gets here. Sure. I, I was just going to send um, one of the officers out to uh, to the Rusty Barnacle for some lunch. We haven't eaten lunch around here. Would you like something? Yeah. Could I get uh, could I get like kind of a, a, a pancake, uh, a brisket platter? You want a brisket platter with pancakes? No, no. I want a, I want a brisket platter in a pancake. You, you want a, a um, brisket platter inside a pancake? You get the brisket platter, you stick it on a griddle, pour the bisquick around it. Uh, she looks at the at the officer she was going to send out, who just kind of like shrugs and is like, "I'll I'll ask him to I'll ask him to make." They'll that. know it's for me. They're going to do it. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that that officer leaves, and uh, uh, Sheriff Delia is like, "Sure. Yeah. Um, let's." Uh, uh, let's just go to my office then. And she yeah. takes to the office. It's empty. It's just, it's just you and her. She's like, what, very, what can I help you with? The very fact that you're calling him Jake means that you are not suspicious to me. You see, okay. there, there have been a number of people who have referred to this individual as some kind of drifter. Just oh. someone who nobody knows who it was, who just passed through town and died, not a part of Harvest Cove at all. You know, a lot of people in town did sort of see him like that. You have to understand, there's, you know, there's a lot of sort of local pride here in terms of crime rates and, and, and local sort of uh, just local prides. Uh, it, it's a shame, you know, someone like that lives out on the edge of town, can't really, I don't know. It's, it, it always sort of hurt my heart a little bit, but people did sort of, uh, did sort of turn a blind eye to, uh, to Mr. Mr. Jose. Um, but no, he was, you know, from Harvest Cove like any of us. Yeah, very awfully curious that the that Dr. Bartlett immediately knows who I'm talking about, but does not acknowledge the fact that they are local. That is, Bartlett didn't know? Bartlett didn't know. That's, that's odd. Um, yeah, Bartlett would know, which tells Bart me that Bartlett, Bartlett did would, know and lied Bartlett to Bartlett would certainly know. Why would she lie about that? You ever get you ever get a you ever get that good good old good instinct? I mean, all the time. I think that's part of the job, but not not a, not about Bartlett. I believe Bartlett, when she knew I was looking into Jake, uh, prepared herself 
to incapacitate me. <laughs> to incapacitate you? You see, I... I eat a lot of pancakes, uh, so one of the things that I'm very wary of is insulin. Okay. And uh, and and Doctor Bartlett and I pull out the uh, the syringe. Yeah. Moment I started talking about Jake to Doctor Bartlett, she started loading up this syringe with what she now claims is insulin. I, but in the back like, office, in a records room, the sheriff like takes a seat and is like, "I, I mean, I've known Doctor Bartlett for years, but I, if, I if just, we're looking for if we're looking for someone who can create a clean meth, we're looking for someone with a medical or chemical background." Yeah, I mean that that does make sense. I just. I can't imagine why she would do this. I mean, she's a doctor. She doesn't need the money from selling drugs. Well, that's the curious thing. And I don't know if you ever dug this up in your drug uh, investigations. The dealer doesn't charge. <laughs> Wait. The, the, no, that doesn't make any no. sort of sense. This is not a drug seller. This is a drug pusher. But why why would they why would they push drugs on kids here? It seems to me, based on looking at Timmy here and and well, Timmy there, Timmy's not here, but but based on looking at Timmy and looking at the case of old Jake, they all seem to be rather promising at the time. And it seems like now, you know, they're not. I mean, Jake's Spent his life uh, basically living as a teenager, doing nothing, no ambition. When he was, a, he was a little science whiz when he was a young young man. If if this is true, then Doctor Bartlett's involved in in something deeply, deeply terrible and and so strange. How would they benefit from giving free drugs to to talented kids? I I have a sense that perhaps it has something to do with why Harvest Cove is so idyllic. I mean, you've traveled around. You know other towns do not seem yeah. like this place. No, there, there is always just something sort of magical about Harvest Cove. Yeah, well, uh, I think there's a little bit of chemical mixed in with the magical. She stands up and she's like, she's still like rattled by this. Uh, there's a knock on the door, and she immediately goes for a holster, but it's the the officer from before announces himself, and she, like, hand, goes hand off the gun, and she's like, geez, you've got, this is, this is too much, hold on, and she goes to the door, um, and the officer gives her two little styrofoam containers, um, the, <laughs> or gives her one, and then goes to you, and is like, they were, they weren't happy, but here's your, here's your brisket pancake. Thank you, they, they're never happy. Yeah, um, and uh, Sheriff Elias sits down at uh, at her desk and sort of opens up, and she's just got like a she just got like a like a regular little like shrimp cake Benedict, um, that she's and she's sort of she's sheepish and she's like, I know it's a breakfast food, but I all day breakfast, you know. Oh, every meal breakfast. <laughs> You're talking to the right person here, uh, but you know. If if you like breakfast a lot, by the way, I have to introduce you to pancaketarianism. It it it's a very satisfying way to live one's life. I'm sweaty all the time. Um, 
I, I, I would say I have one last question for you. Yeah, of course. If there is this conspiracy of Certainly. sorts, the thing that doesn't add up to me yet is your role in this. Because if you're not part of this, and it seems like you're not, how would they allow you to reach the position that you have reached? How did you even... become sheriff of this town? Did you say when? When and how? When and how? I mean, I, I just sort of, I just sort of worked my way up. Um, Who I, was the sheriff before you? Um, this is a name that I should have prepared before, but didn't. Um, and she's like, that, um, his name was, uh, Sheriff. God, names, you know, names are, names are a tricky one when you have to make them up right on the spot, huh? Roger um, Sheriff Coolidge. That was Sheriff Coolidge. Um, yeah. Sort of, you know, I mean, you know how this town is. The barber's been the barber for as long as I can remember, and he learned from whoever was there before him, and the next barber's probably going to be your weird tree friend because that's just sort of how it works here. Not to, not to upset any uh, long-standing relationship you have, but if this goes as deep as it looks like it did and you're not involved, Sheriff Coolidge certainly was. I mean that would that would make sense. I just How did Sheriff Coolidge pass away? Um, I mean he didn't pass away, he just retired and you know, just got old and now, you know, he just really likes just really likes uh gardening. He just gardens a lot. That's sort of his thing now. We should probably talk to him after I have a conversation with Dr. Bartlett. Yeah, I mean that Definitely. Sorry, I need to, I'm going to, if I don't eat, I'll be very uh, lightheaded if I don't eat. So she just, she sort of eats her, uh, her shrimp cake, Benedict. Sure, I, I have some brisket pancakes. Cool. Um, um, we're going to go to the, we're going to wrap this, this session up in just a second. We're going to go to Tyler and Penelope first. Um, how did you two decide to get rid of the drugs? Uh, I think we're. I'll, I'm fine with Timmy just doing them, but uh, I don't you know. Probably just flush them down the toilet. Will he be okay with that? Like the person, he's not gonna be like, "Hey, why don't you flush your drugs down the toilet?" I don't. I feel. So should we pretend to do the drugs next to like an open window? <laughs> I feel like he might. I need to figure out how this guy knows that he's doing the drugs, because if, if they are just gone from the pouch and that's what triggers his, like, oh, he's out of drugs, then sure, but I don't know if he just is keeping track of the chemical makeup of Timmy's fucking body. I don't know if this guy's a magician or, or just creepy. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about the, the magic theory. <laughs> Yeah, if the drugs I are mean, gone and he's not getting any energy from it, then he would know, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about how supernatural stuff works. I don't. I didn't even know it existed until just now. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Timmy, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably just flush him, right? Yeah, that's what I think. 
Okay, I flushed the drugs. Okay. Okay, but if a magician um, shows up all pissed, I tried. I tried. There's like a 15, 20 minutes where you're just kind of sitting there in Timothy's room, and Timothy's mom comes in and offers you all like shortbread cookies. Oh. Uh, oh, great. This yeah. Amazing. They taste really good. They're like really good shortbread cookies. Nice. Um, and Tyler has described the entire plot to Gone Girl. Yeah, multiple times. <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, that means I can explain Gone Girl seven times. Yeah. Um, I'll say Timothy's phone rings and he picks it up and you just say, yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, I just, I just sort of, just sort of ran out. Um, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, cool, I can be like, I can be like right there. Um, yeah, totally. And he gets off the phone and he's like, yeah, um, he just wants to meet down the street. Uh, do you want to go with me? Should I just go alone or what? Oh, dang. Um, I feel like, well, I don't know. We can't go with you, right? I think we should talk to the detective and see if he is like a wire. If I don't leave right now, I'm going to miss him. Okay, shit. Okay, so you go meet him and we will follow from a distance. Sneaky. So that we get a tail on him. Don't probably don't go in the trees because that's weird. Yeah, Tyler, that's super weird. Okay, how are we supposed to be sneaky without trees? You okay? You can hide behind the trees. Just don't climb up into them because that makes it really hard to move with the person as they're walking through the trees. So you and Tyler both sort of. Tailing behind, um, tailing behind Timmy, and you're you're keeping up a good distance. I'm gonna have you both um, roll to act under pressure. Okay. Oh fuck! What do we add? Plus cool. Yeah, I got a seven. Okay. Oh god, let's see what my cool is. Oh, it's zero. <laughs> that should be expected. Of yep, Tyler. I could have told you that. That fits. That <laughs> zero tracks. cool. I got three. That's pretty bad. You rolled really bad. Really bad. Um, okay, so you're tailing behind. You sure we shouldn't change the name of this game to, like, Monster of the Year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you both gained... We are not good at this. <laughs> yeah. Um... Both, both of you are gonna get to add a point, though, so you level up soon, probably. Um, as we go into the end game of this, um, part of my plan. Yeah. So (laughs) I'll say this, you sort of, you're, you're tailing, you're tailing Timmy. Um, and you don't realize until it is far too late that there, uh, you yourself, um, I'll just say this. Basically you are both sort of ushered immediately into darkness as, two figures leap from a van that had been not even that sneakily tailing you as you were tailing Timmy <laughs> um, that you just didn't see. Um, uh, sort of cloth bags go over both of your heads and you feel a sharp impact in the back of your head as you are knocked unconscious, the both of you. Um, awesome. Let's go back to Kermit 
at the police station. Kermit. Call me when you got the call. <laughs> yeah. No, I know they were supposed to call you, huh? But they huh? didn't. Sure, sure so, were. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. Uh, from a storytelling perspective, I'm very happy. <laughs> okay. Um. Now, Kermit, you've got probably 10 minutes before uh, Dr. Bartlett shows up. Um, and you're still, I'd say you're still sort of sitting with the sheriff. And she pauses for a second and she said, you, um, so walk, walk, walk me through one more time. Pan, pancake, pancake terrianism. Yeah, well, you know, you put everything in the form of a pancake because it is spiritually fulfilling to have breakfast for dinner. And that sort of, I have to imagine that your blood flow is terrible. Incredibly slow. Very slow. Um, oh, that would explain it. And you feel very, very woozy all of a sudden. I only took one bite. Well... You feel very, very woozy. Ah, I knew um, this was bulls. I knew those were sneaky. Yeah, you did eat it, though. I took, I, I specifically took one bite. Well, um, what'll uh, do you? Uh, it did take a really long time, though, because of your very bad blood. Yes. Um, as you sort of face first into the remainder of your uh, brisket pancake meal, um... Uh, you too have been incapacitated and that is where we will wrap up for this one okay I knew it <laughs> right. uh, yeah no you can't trust the cops what are you doing I, I, I knew that those were poison brisket pancakes that's why I was only taking one bite <laughs> I thought that, yeah I thought yeah, the short could Gen ge no, genuinely, I did not trust those pancakes. No, yeah, and I'm saying genuinely, if I had written a story where the cops were the good guys the whole time, I would have been like, let's just wrap this one up early, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally, I was like, well, I do have to role play as cops, but at least they are also the villains here, so. Okay. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for listening to this. Uh, what I believe is the penultimate episode of. Uh, the Harvest Cove arc, if not the penultimate one, it's the pen penultimate, it's either the second or last or the third or last. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week.